I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler, plus an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. From the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. In just a couple of swings of the bat, Matt Scraby with you here on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan, the Rockies. Walk it off 6-5. to five. Now, I know all of you out there are feeling the same way that Thomas and I are feeling here in studio, and that was one of elation there when Trent Grisham hit the game-tying home run, the three-run home run to tie it up, and then one of those feelings of not again. When C.J. Crone hit the walk-off home run. I feel like we just did this. Oh, yeah, we just did this on Friday. When Dalton Varsho hit the walk-off home run against the Diamondbacks in the bottom of the ninth inning in Arizona. This one hurts worse than that one, I gotta say. Just because the game was so blah. The entire game was just not very good. Started off with Ryan Weathers giving up a leadoff home run to Connor Joe in the bottom of the first inning, and you you just get the feeling that there's just no mojo with this team. And then as they go through the game, they go further down. They're now they were down five nothing at one point. Or I'm sorry, five to one at one point. And then Trent Grisham hits the three-run home run in the top of the ninth inning. Everybody is fired up. I'm looking at Twitter. Everybody's super excited. And then another loss during a walk-off. Ben Higgins tweeted this uh, just a little bit earlier. He said that if you're feeling this uh, familiar position that you're in right now, Padres fans... That's because uh, it's three. You you're three and nine in games this year, on the wrong side of a walk off. So, I don't know. I, I I just put on Twitter dead air for the next hour because I really don't know what to say anymore. I mean this this game you felt like it was one of those games that the Padres just needed to come into after yesterday and Tatis's two home runs. You felt like they had motivation. You felt like they had maybe some of the momentum swing, but they came into this game as flat as can be. And if you were looking for double plays tonight, you definitely liked this game because there were six double plays, and it was evenly spread among both the Rockies and the Padres. Problem was, Padres had them happen when they were behind, which meant basically every double play that the Padres grounded into tonight killed a rally, or at least killed a start to a rally. Another bad loss. That's all it is. It's another loss for the Padres to a National League West team 
that is not in the playoffs. I don't understand how the the Diamondbacks and the Rockies have been able to fare so well against the Padres this season, and especially in games that really, really matter, like games like tonight. And we came into the game as fans, and uh, Tony and Jesse came into the game as analysts, thinking that yesterday could have been a turning point for the Padres. I thought that. I think Thomas thought that. I know a few of my friends felt that. And the game just couldn't be any more disappointing from the start for the Padres. I know that Jace Tingler is about to speak with the media, so we're going to go and uh, hear from him in just a second. I don't know what he's going to say. He's got to feel like lowest of lows as well. And um, I, I just you can't wait for the ninth inning to come back. It's just not something that you're going to win many games doing. And that's what they did tonight, and it, it got them. I thought they were going to go into this bottom of the ninth inning. They were going to shut it down. Daniel Hudson was pretty good outside, you know, in his last appearance on Saturday. So he came in the game, and I, I felt pretty good about it. But at the same time, he had that one outing a couple weeks ago, or at least a week ago, and someone and some people were saying, you know, this is just him shaking off the rust. Well, he gave up a walk-off home run in Coors Field tonight to C.J. Crone, and that was the difference in the game. Sensatella, I don't want to... Another thing. Another thing. Now I'm getting going. Another thing. How do the Padres continue to allow these pitchers on the other team to look like Cy Young or Bumpus? We talked about Bumpus a lot lately. But how can we let these pitchers... Sensatella. I can't even remember. Oh, Tyler Gibson, no hitting them. Whoever was pitching on Friday night. It just is, it's continuously, the Padres are just getting beat by guys that have no, no, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? No business beating them. They should be taking care of a Sensatella. His ERA is 4.58. He went seven innings tonight. And this is starting to get to me. This is. It is starting to get to me. It's starting to get to my friends. It's starting to get to Thomas. It's starting to get to Cristello. It's starting to get to 97.3 The Fans. It's starting to get to all of you out there. So we're going to go and check with the manager real quick, but I'm going to try to collect my thoughts, and you can join me, 833-288-0973, or you can tweet me, at Matt Scraby, but I don't know the answers anymore. And the answer, Ryan Weathers, you can't throw – I don't think you can run him out there next time that he, he, he starts. I mean, they don't have anyone else, so they're going to have to, but I don't think you can feel comfortable. And I'm a big Ryan Weathers fan, but if something has happened in the last four starts to Ryan Weathers, and I don't know what it is, but – He's given up at least five runs in all in like the last four starts, plus a couple with more. So we'll go through the night and we'll talk about this together. Eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Jay Stingler is now sitting with the media, so let's go and listen to what he has to say. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jay Stingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, forty six sixty five El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. Jace, another night where your team shows a lot of grit and getting back into the ball game, yet it turns into a tough loss. How much more can your resiliency be tested this year? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see the guys continuing to fight. You know, you get to the ninth and you get the first two guys on some good at bats and, you know, you battle, you get the tying run up. And then obviously Grish has the great at bat and is able to go oppo and, and, and tie the game up. So, you know, a really good job of, you know, after, you know, giving up a, a big inning there, um, you know, Weathers, 
um, able to settle down. And, and then I thought, uh, you know, Adams coming in and Chris, Matt, Diaz, uh, keeping us in the game. And then you know, we're able to chip away. We got a run here or there. Uh, Manny with a, a good two out hit um, uh, for, for an RBI. And then, you know, you get to the ninth and uh, you get the, the tying run up and, and Grish has the, the, the great at bat. And uh, obviously we're going through the heart of their order there. And Hudson was able to get Blackman. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Crone reached out and, and uh, drove one to right. But you're thinking if we can get through there, um, you know, going into extra innings after getting their closer, you know, probably out of the game, uh, you know, you're sitting there with the runner at second, the top of your order coming up. So, um, you know, great to see the guys fight. You know, obviously the name of the game is, is winning ball games, and uh, it certainly hurts. It looked like the fastball command was a, a problem for Ryan in certain situations, at least on some of the damage that the Rockies did. What did you see out of him tonight? I thought he got a lot of ground balls tonight, um, you know, which I think was a, a good sign. And, you know, really since um, uh, we, we, we've hit a little spin, the, the uh, or I, I guess I say on, on some of our losses, we've given up big, big numbers. Uh, in the inning. I think tonight it was four and, you know, we've had some fours and fives. And so in Ryan's case, I think, um, you know, limiting the damage and being able to, you know, not get frustrated, but step back, take a deep breath, slow down and execute pitches. Uh, I think that's the key to, to not let it snowball. Uh, but I thought overall, um, you know, besides the big inning, uh, he got a lot of ground balls tonight, uh, which was good. Um, and, uh, and we've, we've got to keep improving and got to be able to slow those moments down uh, after maybe a, a hit here or there, being able to step back, slow down, take a breath and execute. And that's just going to be part of, you know, his growth and development right now. Credit to Sensatella tonight or were there some missed opportunities for the offense early on? Yeah, Sensatella was, was, was good tonight. And, you know, he was able to. He got a lot of ground balls as well, some some pull side ground balls. Um, you know, you, you look up and uh, you know, there was a little, you know, two, three inning uh, clip. We didn't get much going. And then I, I thought we started to heat up a little bit later and we were, we were able to start getting some hits. And I don't know what we ended with, if it was 10 hits or, or something like that. But it felt like they were starting to come late, uh, which is uh, hopefully a good sign for tomorrow. Uh, do you know what the uh, pitching plan is for tomorrow, Jace? No. Thank you. Hey, Jay. Chase, was lifting weathers when you did a product of, of maybe the, the sense of urgency there going through the order a third time and just kind of needing to win these games here in mid-August? Um, a, a couple things uh, on that. I think, um, you know, always at this at, at this stadium, you feel if you can, you know, keep it within uh, a, a reasonable mark, you always feel like you're, you're in the game. And... Uh, you know, I just thought, you know, getting back to the top of the order, uh, I thought Connor Joe had taken some good swings off of him. And and so that was, you know, the decision there, trying to trying to get a stop with, you know, those three righties at the top of the order. Uh, so that's why the, the decision was made. To come back the way you did and then and then to lose it, like, is that, I mean, is, is that maybe a little more crushing considering just how valuable each and every game is at this, at this juncture of the season? Or, or how, how do you respond from from – the way kind of things went in the ninth inning there. I mean, they all hurt, AJ. They they all hurt. Um, you know, they're yeah, no doubt. You know, especially when you, you you fight, you know, fight to get back in this one. And like I said, you you felt 
uh, if we're able to get through the, the, the heart of their order there, um, you know, we're going to have Grisham, you know, probably at second base, you know, to start off with, uh, you know, Tatis, Frazier and, and Manny, um, you know, on, on one of their bullpen guys. And, and he felt if you could get through that, you really liked the chances. That was Padres manager Jace Tingler talking to the media after the game. Matt Scraby with you here. Padres postgame show after a 6-5 to loss to the Rockies after the Rockies' C.J. Crone hit a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth after Trent Grisham tied it up in the top of the ninth after he hit a two-out three-run homer, and Daniel Hudson takes a loss. So not a good start for Daniel Hudson as a Padre. But I know that Jace Tingler is is way more qualified than me to manage a baseball team, and I don't think he should be fired. I'm not saying that. I don't think it's at that point. But something has to change. Sometimes, like, I know when I was growing up, when the nice parent came in, and every time they would uh, tell me something, and they were nice about it, it wouldn't get their message across. And then when my parents came in, and they were mad, and they were yelling at me because I deserved it, it got the message across. And I need. I, I think that Jace Tingler needs to get mad. I don't know that he hasn't, but I want to hear about a closed-door meeting for the Padres where bats are flying and Jace Tingler is overheard saying he needs more out of this team. I know that's like a movie situation, but I just can't handle the, oh, they fought really hard and we came up on the wrong side. I just can't handle that anymore. I can't. This is not a playoff team right now. And I know Fernando said yesterday baseball is about highs and lows, but sometimes you got to manufacture a high when there is no high. And uh, they had one tonight when Sean Grisham hit that three-run homer, but then they had the lowest of lows when C.J. Crown hit his walk-off home run. Matt Scraby with you here. Padres post-game show. 97-3 the fan. The Rockies beat the Padres 6-5. The Padres fall to 67-54 and on the season. Uh, Bard gets the win for the Rockies. Daniel Hudson takes the loss for the Padres. We are going to go to break. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973. When we get back, we're going to do some highlights. We're going to hear from Coach John Quintero. We're going to take some of your phone calls. So if you hear me right now, stay on the line. We're going to get to you as soon as we can, and we'll be right back on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby, back with you here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan. Padres lose to the Rockies tonight 6-5 in a walk-off home run by C.J. Crone in the bottom of the ninth inning. Not good for the Padres. They have really dug themselves a hole. I mean, they're still a playoff team, and I said yesterday on Twitter, I will not give up until they're not a playoff team. But I'm getting pretty close, and they're getting pretty close to not being a playoff team. I see all of you on the line, Scott, Richard, Kevin, Joseph, and Marty. Stay right there. We're going to have to get in some of our... Uh, our regularly featured segments, but we will get to you. I promise you that. So with that said, let's recap tonight. Let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by EcoWater SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. First inning was pretty efficient for each pitcher except for Ryan Weathers against Connor Joe who was the first batter of the game for the Rockies. And the power has certainly shown up for Connor Joe. Took him a while to find that first major league home run. Hits this one in the air out towards right center. Grisham going back. He's looking up, and this one's going to go. A leadoff homer for Connor Joe out to right center field. One to nothing Rockies in the bottom of the first inning. And as I was saying, it took him a while to find that first major league home run, but now he's got seven. 
in the last few weeks. Hey, good for Connor Joe. He is a local guy who battled cancer and beat cancer, so good for him. Uh, Jake Cronenworth started the top of the second with a double. Then Eric Hosmer struck out but reached first on a wild pitch. But with Cronenworth on third, he took advantage of the mistake. One-two pitch coming, and again, a check swing and a ball in the dirt. This time he went, but it kicks away. Cronenworth will score, and on the strikeout wild pitch, Hosmer goes to first base. The game is tied 1-1, and that is one way to get a run home. At that point, I was thinking, like, if they could get this run in, which they did, that's that's the way the Padres are going to have to score at this point because they haven't been scoring much lately. Game would be... Uh, yeah, game would be tied, but not for long. Ryan Weathers didn't give up any runs in the bottom of the second. To the bottom of the third, and Ryan Weathers still on the mound for the Padres. Trevor Story did not get traded, but he was still a Rocky with two on and two out. Bad bullpen. One-two pitch, hit hard on the ground to third, and a fair ball past Manny, who thought it was foul. Rolling towards the left field corner, Joe has scored. Brendan Rodgers is on his way. He will score. And standing at second with a two-run double, Trevor Story and the Rockies back in front, 3-1. to one. Manny did not agree with that call by the third base umpire, Larry Vanover, but it is not reviewable. And they're having a little bit of a conversation over there, but Rockies are back in front. What is reviewable? I'm just angry about everything tonight. What is reviewable? What's not reviewable? So many things. Jeez. And then the very next batter, the Padre crusher, Charlie Blackman, did it again. Not a lot of guys out there in mid-August as Blackman swings here, hits it in the air, straightaway center deep. Grisham going back, and this one is gone. A two-run homer for Charlie Blackman. Five to one Rockies here in the third. That is Blackman's eighth home run of the season. <laughs> Sorry. We were talking off air, and the, the highlights came back to me too quick. Uh, the Padres did start to get on base a little bit in the middle innings of the game, but there was just no luck for the Padres today. They were just hitting into double plays left to right and all that good stuff. In the top of the sixth, Manny Machado singled and drove in Tatis after he doubled to make the game 5-2. Let's go to the top of the ninth inning, and things were not looking good or feeling good for the Padres. I mean, if you were to log on to Twitter and look, it would be a funeral procession, and I don't blame people. This game felt lost until two outs. And two on with Grish at the plate. 5-2 Rockies tying run at the plate with two outs. Here's the 2-1 pitch to Grisham. It is hit in the air out towards deep left field. Connor Joe is going back, looking up, going to go! A three-run homer to tie it. Padres were down to their final out in the top of the ninth inning. And Trent Grisham with his 13th home run of the season has made it 5-5. As the Padres get to Daniel Bard again. There's some of that Padre magic that's been missing. Trent Grisham works that count to 2-1. A fastball dotted on the outside corner, and what a beautiful piece of hitting by Trent Grisham. He stays on this ball and drives it out to left field on a line. And Trent Grisham hits it as good as you can hit a baseball, and this game's tied at five apiece. You can hear the excitement in the voice. Thomas and I were running around the studio high-fiving. Thinking, all right, finally, the Padres get a big hit when they need it. Two outs, top of the ninth, tied it up, three-run home run. Then C.J. Crone came up to bat. C.J. Crone, one out of two with a walk and an infield single. Swings at the first pitch, hits it in the air to deep right field. That one is way back, and it's gone. A home run to walk it off. C.J. Crone, a one-out homer in the bottom of the ninth inning, and so much for the comeback. Rockies win it 6-5. to five. 
and good old-fashioned heartbreak a mile high as the Padres drop the first game of this series. Heartbreak is correct. The Padres lose 6-5 in this one after that great home run hit by Trent Grisham in the top of the ninth inning, that three-run home run. Opposite field home run nonetheless, but... Uh, Padres couldn't hang on, and they end up losing to the Rockies 6-5 to tonight. They uh, The Rockies scored six runs on nine hits, no errors. The Padres scored five hits on ten, or five hits, five runs on ten hits and no errors. Bard with the win. He also got the blown save. That's kind of a funny thing is that you can blow a save and get the win in the same go-around. And then Daniel Hudson gets the loss for the Padres, 4-2. and two. He has um, struggled in his three appearances. Well, he didn't struggle in his last appearance, but it has not been the the uphill climb I think Daniel Hudson would have uh, imagined coming into the team. But he is a veteran pitcher, and I'm sure that he will, will bounce back. So... Padres lose 6-5, 67-54 on the season. The Reds did win tonight, so this one is an extra bad thing for the Padres, and we'll get into the out-of-town scoreboard in a little bit. Scott, Richard, Kevin, and Joseph, stay right there. We're going to get to you, I promise. But first, let's go and talk to Coach John Katera about tonight. Coach, uh, for most of the game, Thomas and I were sitting in here twiddling our thumbs, thinking there's zero energy on the team. Then Trent Grisham hits that home run, and then C.J. Crone hits the walk-off. I mean... The ups and downs for the Padres the last few weeks have been incredible. Well, they've been mostly downs recently on this road trip. They're now 1-4 and four with two games to go. The Rockies lead the season series 9-8. And, you know, Grisham came up. You know, the Padres are very fortunate in this ball game to, to get it tied up. I mean, they get an infield hit over the top of second base. Uh, the story comes up with can't make a play. Austin Nola hits the ball. He thinks he hit it to left field looking up for a fly ball, and he hit it off the end of his bat and went wide to Rogers, the second baseman. They got a little uh, cheap infield hit there, and, and a good job by Grisham going the other way. That was a beautiful swing he put on that pitch from Daniel Barr, but they were very lucky to even have an opportunity. And then Crone, who's been red hot and had a pretty good year, you know, he signed as a free agent uh, with Colorado. I thought that he might get dealt, Matt, uh, by the trading deadline, but they hung on to him. That tells me maybe they'll try to bring him back next year. But, you know, he took Daniel Hudson the other way, and Hudson's a good pitcher. And I know a lot of people are probably, well, Daniel Hudson, they brought him in. He walked two guys and gave up two hits the first game, and they had to take him out. And, you know, he pitched well in Arizona. And, you know, he got the first hitter, Charlie Blackman, uh, tonight. Uh, he's a good major league pitcher, and more times than not, he's going to get the job done tonight. C.J. Crone was just a little bit better. And quite frankly, uh, again, uh, Padres were very fortunate to even have an opportunity to possibly win this ball game because I thought Antonio Senzatella uh, pitched a hell of a ball game tonight. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was talking about in the beginning of the um, post-game show is that the Padres are allowing these pitchers to just have their way with them. And, and I don't know, if, I mean, you don't know the reason why they're not hitting well against these pitchers, but they're just not getting the bounces that a lot of the other teams that they're playing are getting. So I, I'm sure that that is incredibly frustrating for the Padres. Well, you know what? The Padres need to be big boys. They need to pull their britches up and get to work. I mean, uh, right now they're uh, a game and a half up on the Cincinnati Reds. This ball club not playing with a lot of fire. Uh, Jace Tingler's got to get these guys going right now. And, you know, they can have as many clubhouse meetings as they want with the players. But the bottom line, when you get between those white lines, you got to bear down and get after it. And I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing any sense of urgency whatsoever. Uh, everybody looks uh, tired. They look uh, you know, uh, kind of doing their own thing right now. I'm not seeing a lot of runners being moved up. Even Tatis, I mean, if you want to be critical of, of Fernando tonight, uh, I mean, there was a ball hit deep that Connor Joe made a fantastic catch. 
I mean, uh, you know, you could have gone halfway, but uh, worst-case scenario, uh, Joe made the catch and uh, fell down, and you could have gone back to the bag and maybe made it to 30, eventually scored anyways. But, I mean, you got to look to make things happen right now, and this Padre Ball Club not doing a good job of it. They ended up with 10 hits tonight, but you know what? A lot of those hits were with two outs. Yes, they they were with two outs. Now, I guess, you know, Ryan Weathers, they, the, the Padres really don't have – Another option for starting pitching right now. They just signed Jake Arrieta. They don't really know who they're going to pitch tomorrow. But Ryan Weathers is at this point. He he's very he's found his first big struggle as a professional pitcher, and he is in the midst of giving up a lot of runs in consecutive starts. What did they do to get him back on track? Or or is he? Do you think he's hit a wall? Well, his velocity was good tonight. Uh, he made uh, some pretty good pitches on changeups. Got some ground balls, but. Missed badly on a couple of fastballs tonight. And Connor Joe got him early for a homer. Uh, Blackman, uh, he was trying to go down and away and left it right over the heart of the plate like a batting tee. Uh, took it out of the ballpark. I mean, I was just going through Ryan's numbers. I was listening to you start the post game, And, I mean, these are just the last four starts, Matt. I could go back really last uh, three months. His numbers, uh, you know, April and May was really good. And then it's just gotten totally out of whack. All right? His last four starts. Uh, including tonight, 15 and two-thirds innings, 25 earned runs, eight home runs. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what they're going to do with them, but any other ball club that I've seen in the big leagues over the years, they'd probably be out of the rotation. But I don't know if the Padres can do that right now. Yeah, and I agree with you, Coach. And obviously they're they're all trying to figure out what the heck is going to go on with the starting rotation. Uh, One thing I can say is that um, if we're going to look at some sort of positive, we have to. Fernando Tatis Jr. has looked pretty good in right field. and it, I mean, it's only a two-game uh, span that we're looking at right here, but he is looking pretty good in right field. Do you think that's something that he is looking comfortable enough that they'll uh, just keep rolling him out there in the outfield? Well, he's staying healthy. Uh, why not? I mean, if that's what the Padres want to do, uh, go for it. Uh, you know, I, I, at some point, I'd like to get him back into to shortstop. I mean, Cronenworth's doing a very nice job. Uh, you know, the guy that's not getting any playing time at all and was, you know, getting better. I mean, and I hope it doesn't retard his progress. It's Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim playing good defense. We're not seeing a whole lot of him right now uh, with what they're doing, and I realize they're in a pennant race, but, you know, Hassan Kim's a guy that, you know, I think brings a little bit of energy to this ball club, and I think that's something they desperately need right now. And I'm going to tell you right now, Matt, I said this before the season started, so it's not like uh, I'm talking, uh, you know, uh, where we're at now and uh, and, and uh, saying this. You know, it's a lot different managing a 162-game schedule than it is 60. I mean, every game in 60 is like three, okay? And now 162 with the the grind, mm-hmm. uh, the getting in at three, four, five, six in the morning, having to sleep, getting to the ballpark, and and go through all the stuff you go through. It's a grind. And some of these guys, I'm not sure they're mentally right now where they're at in their careers, ready for that grind. And this is where the manager has to maybe you know back off. A lot of managers when teams are struggling, they want to you know push the gas pedal and they want to push these guys a little bit harder. Hey, every once in a while. Tell the guys, hey, guys, we play at 7-10 tonight. Let's show up at uh, about 4.30, quarter to 5. 
Uh, let's get stretched. Let's play a little catch. We get a couple guys want to hit in the cage. Great. But, you know, we're coming in a little bit later today. Back off. Rather than keep pushing, 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 you got to take uh, your uh, foot off the accelerator and give these guys a little bit of a breather. The more right now you can get these guys off their feet. And a lot of people don't understand this. That, that's why when, and I'll give you an example, Matt, what I'm talking about here. There's times when ball clubs, and I'll use the Padres, okay, and they do a good job. They have the night games. They have the day games. We all enjoy going out to the ballpark. But I'm going to tell you what, any time that you could play, if you're going to play, let's say the Padres have another series starting on Thursday, and they've got a game on Wednesday. I like those games, to be honest with you, from a manager standpoint, I'd like that, that game to be a 1-10 game so my guys can get out of there. They can be home by 6 o'clock. They can eat dinner. They can get off their feet for an extra you know, five or six hours and then come back to the ballpark next uh, night for a night game. Little things like that do make a difference, and I know that when they make up the schedule, they, they don't do it for the benefit of the players and the coaches and managers, but I know uh, being a coach at one point in time in, in college baseball and being around professional baseball for you know 30 years uh, and, and watching how teams work, anytime you can get guys off their feet for an extra six, seven hours somewhere during the season, it's very, very important right now, and you got to keep these guys fresh, but Jay Stengler's got a, a real, uh, he got his hands full right now. We're going to find out uh, if he's got the magic touch here or not. Yes, we will. And you took a very opposite approach of what I took, which I said that he needs to go in there and get a little angry because, I mean, I don't see that. I, I don't see what he does when he gets into the clubhouse after a tough loss like this. And I know that a lot of these guys don't need to be told what to, to feel after a loss like this, but it just, I, I can't, the the whole post-game press conference with Jay Stingler saying, you know, just things didn't go our way. You can only say that so many times before before you're just uh, sounding like a broken record, in my opinion. Well, it sounds a lot like Andy Green. Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't it sound a lot like Andy it does. Green? A lot of it the does. same stuff? It does. It does. It does. I hadn't even thought about it like that, Coach. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, he and his staff, they got to get these guys going. And I don't know, Matt, because I, I'm not around the ballpark because of the COVID. We can't go in the club. I don't know what kind of relationship – Jace Tingler has with his players. I don't know if he's a loose manager, a tight manager. I knew what Andy Green was. Andy was tight 24-7, okay, and, and that's why he's no longer a manager. He may get another opportunity down the road, and I think he'll uh, uh, probably do some things different than he did here in San Diego. But, you know, Tingler comes across, and I, I've met Jace a couple times. I think he's a great guy, but I don't know what the relationship is with all of his players. And if he's got a good relationship, he can go in there and give him that fire and brimstone speech and get on some guys. But if he doesn't have a great tight relationship with him, Tough to start biting down at this point in time of the year when things are going south and going south in a hurry. Yeah, that doesn't usually turn out well. When things are going bad for you to show a different side of yourself, it doesn't usually uh, be received well. I know that uh, I, I don't receive it well, but I'm not in a major league clubhouse, so it's, it's well, you know, to it's me. tough being a major league manager. I, I was fortunate uh, uh, to be around uh, Bruce Bochy for many years. Uh, Buddy Black, I consider an outstanding major league manager. Uh, and I, I know the relationships those guys had with their players. And they could call a guy in and get on him, and that player walked out and, and took note of it. Uh, I don't know uh, uh, what it was like with Andy Green, quite frankly, and I don't know what it's like for Jace Tingler, so it's hard for me to uh, comment on that. But I, I know when Bruce Bochy and Bud Black, and I know uh, a lot of people thought both those guys at times were a little bit soft as a manager. Uh, well, you weren't around him in the clubhouse 
the way I was uh, uh, for all those years and knowing when they would call a player in and shut that door and who was doing the talking. Well, Coach, I, I don't got any anything left for you tonight, but what, uh, do you have anything before you sign off? No, I, I'm uh, kind of going to stay up late tonight. I want to find out who the hell's pitching tomorrow. Yeah, we all we all don't really know. We all don't really know. That is well, for you know, sure. we got Jake Arrieta going in the finale on on Wednesday, and uh, we'll see uh, what that brings. But uh, you know, uh, Padres, boy, they, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I, I would think. Uh, well, obviously, I think it'll probably be another bullpen day, and they, they may call up Daniel Camarena. They may call up Nick Ramirez. Uh, who knows what they're going to do tonight? They know what they're going to do. They're just not going to tell us. Yeah, they're not going to tell us, but uh, we'll we'll look out for that just like you are, Coach. Thank you so much for breaking it down with us tonight on the postgame show. Well, Matt, it's always a pleasure, and I'll look very much uh, forward to being on tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Yes, you will. Everybody, tune in to Coach. Thank you, Coach. All right, man. You take care. You too. Coach and Braden Soprano break it down at noon every weekday, noon to 3. So uh, Coach is going to have a lot of on his mind to get off of his chest for his show tomorrow starting at noon. Make sure you tune in for that. All right, we are going to go to a few phone calls before we head to break. Uh, but first, we need to uh, check our station identification. Matt Scraby with you here on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan, after a Padres loss to the Rockies 6-5. to The uh, Rockies walked it off in the bottom of the ninth inning. C.J. Crone hit a uh, one, or just a solo shot, a homer, in the bottom of the ninth inning off of Daniel Hudson to give the Rockies the walk-off win. All right, let's go to a few phone calls, and then we're going to move on from there. Let's go to Richard in Hillcrest. Richard, how's it going tonight? So uh, it's not going so well, and I've got some things just to point out real quickly. This team was projected to win 95 games or so this year at the beginning of the season. Right now, there's 41 games left in the season. Of those 41 games, 24 are on the road. Padres are not a good road team. They're just not. They don't have the pitching. They would have to win 28 games out of 41 to get to 95 wins. I don't see them doing that, dude. I just don't see that happening. The pitching is weak right now. And as a team, they're hitting. Why are you, like you said, why are you waiting to the ninth inning to start a rally and come back? There's no life. I mean, there's no sense of urgency is what I'm seeing right now. What do you think? I agree with you. I, I think that there is no a sense of urgency, and uh, thank you, Richard, for the phone call. Appreciate that. I, I don't necessarily I, – I can't say that they're waiting till the ninth inning to come back, but it seemed like their game plan was a little bit different tonight than we were, were used to seeing. They're swinging at a lot of pitches early in the count, which was a, is a departure from what we're used to seeing, where they take a lot of pitches, they work the, the starting pitchers out of the game, but maybe they came into to today thinking, we're just going to switch it up. And maybe Sensatella is a guy that they said that they, they thought they can get to early. But the sense of urgency, I definitely I definitely think that there is something to that. Because they say that they're not panicking. And I believe them. But you got to start feeling the heat a little bit. Because if you're not feeling the heat, then what are you playing for? You know, If you're not feeling like... Hey, we're we're sliding to the point where we're going to be out of the playoffs soon. I mean, you can't realize that too late. So you don't want to pull a ninth inning when you're the Padres headed down the stretch. You don't want to get to the end and be like, oh man, we need to win eight games in a row to get into the playoffs. It's just not a good place to put yourself in. So I would like to see a sense of urgency and and until they're out of the playoff race, which they are not as of right now, I am not giving up. 
And I probably won't give up till the end of the season. I'm just being honest with you. But they have to start showing a sense of urgency very, very soon. Uh, who should we go to next on the phones? Thank you, Richard, for that one. Let's go to Kevin in Chula Vista. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, Maddie, how are you doing, man? You guys, you're, you're sounding like, you know, we used to sound here. You know, we've been watching this since 1969. So uh, I'm starting you know, to, I'm starting to get the uh, the gristle. Yes, uh, Kateri and me both. Yes. So you know, I was always hoping that we would get get a world series in before we die and you know there's only you only get so many kicks at the can a couple of things um first of all i would remind john once again that uh the other teams all have the same travel most of them they've all got the same you know aches and pains giants dodgers reds uh phillies you know all of them that are that are pushing on the padres atlanta uh they're not giving up you know, they're pushing hard, and there's no excuse not to at this point. You know, this is professional baseball. And if you can't suck it up for 162, you're in the wrong profession. You, you sign up for this. So I getting to, to Chase, Chase real quick, he's a company guy, Matt. What do you think he's going to say? I mean, he's there to protect the backside of his general manager that hired him. I, I feel badly for the manager because I think he was dealt a real rotten hand by a general manager that screwed up at the at the trade deadline here and also screwed up in his evaluation of pitching talent, screwed up in the uh, hiring of a pitching coach that has largely been ineffective and screwed up in a farm system that's produced nothing in the way of help to this team. There's no excuses for those things, none. And as the last caller said, this team was picked to go to the World Series by many. And to have a meltdown, this is a colossal collapse. The reason why, I'll say this to finish up, you see the lack of energy out of the position players. They know what's up. They know what happened. You're sending out a 21-year-old young man to do a game that he should be in the JV on. And the same thing as I said to John this morning about Chris Paddock. In the old days, back in the day, these two kids would be down at the farm learning their craft. And and you're killing these kids. I feel badly for both of them. And so, you know, the position players see this. And, you know, the the, the net effect is they're tired. They're worn out from, from lack of help from the upper management that didn't give it to them. That's what's happening. Thank you so much for the phone call, Kevin. Uh, great thoughts as, as usual. You always have everything well thought out. And uh, I, can, I can say this about them putting out Weathers and putting out Paddock. And, and we've talked about it on Gwen and Chris a few times, more than a few times. It's just baseball's not at a point anymore where you're you're learning at the minor league level. You're learning at the major league level now in your, your high-priced prospects, your high draft picks. Tony says it all the time on the show. But you're, you're, you're going to be drafted – and you better be ready to go, and you better be ready to learn on the fly, because that's just what happens now. So uh, everything else, I completely agree with you about, and, and you know, I can't really speak to Jay Stingler protecting his his general manager because I don't know. But at, at the same time, there there has to be some some message to the fans and to the clubhouse that this this losing and this lack of urgency and this. Uh, the way things are going right now is not acceptable, and it has to change. That's what I think he needs to communicate. All right, Matt Scravey with you here on the Padres postgame show. Six to five, the Rockies beat the Padres in a walk-off. 
And I guess Thomas is telling me to keep going with the callers. Let's go. Scott Temecula, you're on. Hey. What's hey, Maddie, how you doing? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing okay. These guys sure ought to know how to drive us nuts, don't they? <laughs> yes, they I'm do. Real. When they tied that game up, of course, you, it seemed like, okay, look, it's like, hey, this is a great uh, comeback and maybe get us on a little win streak going here. And then Hudson comes in and gives up a rope uh, to Blackman. I mean, that, he hit that on the line. Then he throws that thing right, you know, it was thigh high, hit me out, which he did, and a ball game. But, hey, Matt, real quick, I just want to go back to yesterday, and, and then I'm going to let you uh, comment on it. Okay. Three-to-one count on Will Myers. Batiste is on deck. Two men on. 3-1 count on Myers. Best hitter on the team. Take a pitch, Myers. No. What does he do? A pitch comes. He does a half swing. Call, called it a strike. He thought it was a ball. You, if you remember that play, Matt? I do, yes. The next pitch, okay, next pitch he got lucky. It was a, a low pitch. Ball four. My point is, here's this guy. You got the best hitter on the team. You're not doing Disney squat three one. He always does those check swings, and you got the teeth on deck. And I'm thinking you got to be a team player three one. You take that pitch. You just stand there like a statue and take that pitch to let Fernando come up. Which once bases are loaded, lines the single up the middle. Two more RBIs. Then the last thing, Maddie, and I'll let you go. The, the one caller talked about schedules. Our schedule is. Brutal for the next, the rest of the season. The red piece of cake. Nine of their last eighteen games against the mighty Pirates. Oh, so <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy. I said I I talked to Coach a couple of weeks ago, and I said the Padres will not make the playoffs. I hate to say it, but it's a, it's a done deal. I hope I eat my words, Matty. Thanks for uh, letting me take this rant because I know everybody wants to rant. And you do a job. Thanks, kid. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, welcome back to uh, your show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I appreciate your phone call, Scott. And, and, and about the Will Myers thing, I, I really don't I, – I, I can't comment on that. I don't know what the strategy is. I don't know what he's told to do. I don't know what signs are on. And if there's one thing I've learned with working with Tony and Chris throughout the, the three and a half, almost four years I've worked with them, it's never assume you know what's going on with – with the uh, the plate battle, because he don't. He could be told to take those pitches. He could be told to check swing. He could be told to do a lot of things. So I can't comment on that. But when you got Fernando Tatis Jr. on deck, you want to do everything in your power to get him to the plate and get him to the plate in the same inning with runners on base. So appreciate it, Scott. I know that you're frustrated. I know that a lot of people are frustrated out there. And if you want to join us, you can, 833-288-0973. Let's go uh, to Joseph in San Diego. Joseph, you are on the Padres postgame show with Matt Scraby. How are you doing? Hey, Scraby. Um, oh, don't sound so sad, Joseph. <laughs> it's it's just I, I didn't expect to call back so soon from the last time we talked. Yes, yes. Uh, I just uh, – I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss of words right now. I just I feel like I got to invoke my inner Nacho Libre and said <laughs> I just want to win. Yeah, see what it tastes like, screaming. It's, it's it's tough. It's it's I I don't understand what's going on with the Padres, and 
I know um, the coach said that, you know, give the guys some time, um, give them a break. They're probably tired, but I, I feel like I'm sort of in the same boat with you to where there needs to be a fire. I don't know what it's going to take if Tingler is just, you know, being too lackadaisical with them, but he needs to he, – he, he really needs to start getting these guys going because there's, there's no fire like we we all thought it would come back when Tatis would come back, and it was yesterday. But he can't do it all for us. I mean, he's the closest person to be able to do it all for one team. But it's it's baseball. We we need to get our bats going because we don't have the pitching. So it, it's time that we got to get back to the basics on how we would always win. And that's exactly what you said. And that's taking pitches, making pitchers um, drive up their pitch count, and get them out within the fifth inning. That's how we won games in the early parts of the season, stealing bases and running up the pitch count. Get back to the basics. All right, Joseph, I appreciate it, and I, I thank you for picking up your happiness throughout the phone call because um, I know you are a big-time Padre fan, and I'm just trying to be a little bit funny, but I understand why you're frustrated. I understand why you're a little bit down right now because that was a really frustrating game, and I appreciate the phone call, Joseph. You don't always have to call when things are bad. You can also call when things are good, so make sure you reach out to me when things are good as well. I want to hear happy Joseph. So one day we'll get happy Joseph. And one day the Padres are going to win again. It probably could be tomorrow, you know, as long as they find a pitcher for tomorrow as well. Matt Scraby, Padres postgame show. We do have one thing to take care of before break. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres radio network. Five two Rockies tying run at the plate with two outs. Here's the two one pitch to Grisham. It is hit in the air out towards deep left field. Connor Joe is going back, looking up, gonna go! A three run over to tie it. Padres were down to their final out in the top of the ninth inning, and Trent Grisham with his 13th home run of the season has made it 5 5 as the Padres get to Daniel Bard again. There's some of that Padre magic that's been missing. And that was the home run for the Padres tonight. 142 on the season. That puts them at 17th in baseball for number of home runs hit as a team. The number one team now is the Toronto Blue Jays at 178. The Giants, they fell behind finally for the first time all season that I can remember. I know that the Blue Jays and Giants have been battling, but 178 for the Blue Jays and 142 for the Padres. We're going to take a break and when we get back we're going to do some more of our fun post game stuff. We're also going to take your calls and uh, I'm going to look through and see if there's any tweets out there to read but uh, if you want to join us 833-288-0973 when we get back more of all that Matt Scraby post game show here on 97.3 The Fan after a Rockies win over the Padres 6-5 to Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. San Diego's favorite casino and dining. C.J. Crone, one out of two with a walk and an infield single. Swings at the first pitch. Hits it in the air to deep right field. That one is way back, and it's gone. A home run to walk it off. C.J. Crone, a one-out homer in the bottom of the ninth inning. And so much for the comeback. Rockies win it 6-5. to five. And good old-fashioned heartbreak a mile high as the Padres drop the first game of this series. How dare you, Thomas, choose C.J. Cronus player of the game. That was not my choice, everyone out there. Promise you. 
It was all Thomas Andrews' choice. Matt Scraby back with you here on Padres Post Game Show, on the Padres Post Game Show, 97.3 The Fan. Rockies beat the Padres 6-5 to tonight after that walk-off home run. And uh, you could hear it in Jesse's voice, the disappointment of the comeback, or not the disappointment in the comeback, but the disappointment that there was a comeback and then the game just ended like that. That was a snap, by the way. That was a snap. I know we got a few more people on the phones, but let's real quick um, go and go to the phones. Or no, actually, I'm, I know what Ryan, what uh, Thomas is trying to get me to do here with the sign language in studio. Now, I know what Chris and Tony see when I'm trying to get them to do something. It's just a lot of hands flailing in the air. But I would be nowhere without my guy Thomas. Ryan Weathers did speak to the media after the game on Zoom, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what he thought about his start tonight. So let's go and listen to that. Let's take you inside the clubhouse and find out what the Padres have to say after today's game on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, hey Ryan, it seemed like kind of a mixed bag for each and had a lot of quality pitches, a lot of ground balls, but at the same time, a, a couple of missed pitches that ended up costing you with the, the long ball. How, how did you feel about the night overall? I mean, I felt good. It just feels like right now any mistake I make, they're just not missing. Um, I felt like all night I made like two, maybe three mistakes, and it's just like they're not missing them right now. I know baseball is a lot of highs and lows. And it's just right now just I'm getting all the pitches I want. It's just one or two mistakes, and obviously the long ball hurt me. Jason mentioned that you've been working on a couple of things uh, since the last outing specifically. Did, what were you working on, and did you feel like they made a difference for you tonight? Yeah, I mean, I threw more changeups tonight, and uh, of all the changeups I threw, I got really good results on. Got a lot of ground balls. Uh, overall, tonight I got what I wanted: ground ball outs, had a few punch outs here and there, and uh, you know, just it's one of those right now. It's hard pitching the big leagues, and uh, just got to keep battling. So overall, it sounds like you feel like there there was some progress that you made today, and with the changeup and some other things, and hopefully a, a stepping stone to have a better outing next time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was pounding the zone again. Um, you know, like I said, just a couple mistakes and, uh, you know, just stuff happens sometimes. Thanks, Ryan. Good day, AJ. Ryan, obviously the results haven't been the same since you spent that time on the on the IL. Are you feeling physically 100% yourself out on the mound right now? Yeah, I feel good. Um, make sure I take that ball every fifth day, um, regardless of how I feel. Um, I feel good. How do you, I mean, you're someone that's had a lot of success pretty much most most steps of your career. How do you, you kind of handle this? And maybe you talked last night about learning it, using this as a learning experience. How do you kind of channel that and make that happen? Um, if baseball is easy, everybody would do it. Um, there's a lot of adversity in this game. And you just got to overcome the adversity and make myself a better pitcher through learning how what's causing me to give up runs. And I'm watching film 24-7, you know, just sometimes – you know, baseball bites you in the butt, um, but just got to keep battling and uh, keep pushing through it. That was starting pitcher Ryan Weathers tonight on the uh, postgame Zoom with the media. And I, I got to say, I like his outlook. I, it's hard to not like Ryan Weathers because he does have a dad that's a major league pitcher. So his dad has been through the ups and downs of a real major league career. And he could go to his, his his father for advice, which is very nice for him. And he he seems like he understands the game as well. And I like what he said to AJ Casavell about what would you say about struggles? Uh, Baseball is a really hard game, and if everybody could do it, they would. <laughs> which is true. Which is true. But um, 
it's uh you know he's gonna figure it out and these are these are the moments of his career that Padres fans are gonna remember and remember as the struggling moments as he's winning big games later on in his career all right Padres post game show Matt Scraby with you here after a uh Padres loss to the Rockies six to five let's go and get to my guy easy money what's going on easy Matt money? Scraby, how you doing my man good Thank how are you, for you? Taking my call I appreciate it, man. I'm honestly upset as many Padre fans, but you know what? After hearing Ryan Weathers, he's he's keeping it calm, and quite honestly, we all need to calm, keep it calm too, you know, because still we still got a lot of games to go, and the the Padres need to figure out their pitching staff. I mean, I don't know what it is, but they need to figure it out. But as fans, we need to just ride this wave because obviously we've we've gone through a lot worse. We've you know, past 10, 15 years, to say the least, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, easy. Easy money. You're my guy. And I like that this is this this is coming from you because you're talking me off the ledge. For a second there, course, I was like, man. man, this is getting really bad. I was kind of angry when we started the postgame show. But I like your mindset. I like when uh, people were able to, to reel me back in because, in reality, this these, these last couple weeks have been terrible for the Padres. But... They're still in a playoff spot, and they can still yeah. hold on to this playoff spot. So I, I think you're right. We need to just chill chill out a little bit and see how the next couple of days go before we go into full panic mode. Of course, and then honestly, I heard you, and I was like, you know what, I'm calling in because Kevin is right. You know, he's pointing it all out. He's laying it out for the Padres. If they don't want to listen, that's on them. We fans are pretty smart, but we've also, you know, got to realize, hey, like, damn, this team is really good, you know, like, we've had really bad rosters before, and quite honestly, I mean, I'm a season member, and I'm, I get my money's worth every time I see Manny make plays in third base, you know, I'm right there down the baseline. It's a very good point, easy money, and you're right, uh, we do have to, to I, you know, I had a tweet over the weekend from someone that said uh, that they were saying that this is the best Padres team they've ever watched, and they've been watching Padres baseball forever. And sometimes it's hard to remember that, but it, it is something that you do need to remember because these games were, were. Why are we so mad that they lost the game on August 16th? Because they have a good team. That's really what it is. And uh, thank you, Easy Money, for talking me down. I appreciate that. I hope to talk to you again soon. All right, let's go now to the out-of-town scoreboard, and there is a score out there that's going to make everyone smile. It's time to check the scores around the big leagues with the out-of-town scoreboard. Brought to you by OGs, your headquarters for all games, with seven convenient locations in San Diego. First, we're going to start with a score that's not going to make you smile. It's at the top of the seventh inning in San Francisco. The Giants are beating the Mets 4-3. to three. The Mets right now, uh, oh, I thought they had someone on third base, but that was a highlight from earlier. So, yes, the Giants are up to uh, up on the Mets 4-3 to three in the top of the seventh. Here's a score that's going to make you smile. The Pirates, the Pirates, they're in L.A. playing the Dodgers, and they're up one to nothing in the bottom of the seventh. So let's hope the Pirates can hold it out there and get the win over the Dodgers. Uh, the Angels fell to the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, and it was a two to one game. The Cubs and the Reds they also played tonight, and that game was a blowout in favor of the Reds. They beat the Cubs fourteen to five. Wade Miley gets the win. The Rays beat the Orioles nine to two. 
The Braves take down the Marlins in Miami 12 to 2. The Braves are a team you need to watch out for. All of a sudden the Braves are 63 and 56. So that is scary because they're going to come to town and they have another series against the Padres plus that half game that the Padres have already played and have not finished. The Royals beat the Astros in Kansas City tonight 7 to 6. The Twins beat the Indians 5 to 4. The White Sox beat the A's 5 to 2. And that is it for the scores around baseball tonight. Not many games with it being a uh, a Monday. It is a Monday, right? Yes, it's a Monday. It feels like a Monday. But that's all the games that are going on right now. And again, the Pirates are beating the Dodgers one to nothing. We are going to head to our final break. When we get back, we're going to give you the relief pitcher of the game. And we're going to preview, if I can, the game for tomorrow between the Padres and the Rockies. Padres lose to the Rockies six to five. I'm Matt Scravey. This is the Padres Post Game Show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm in. Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank. Providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at sandiegofoodbank.org. 2-2 pitch coming and a ground ball to the right side. It's handled by Manny in the shift. Flip to Cronenworth one. On to first is in time and another double play. Third time tonight that the Rockies have hit into one. There have been six in this game. The old 5-6-3 twin killing to end the sixth inning. Matt Scraby back with you here. Padres postgame show after a Padres loss to the Rockies 6-5. That was our um, relief pitcher of the game to Bill Crismat. Went two innings, struck out one. Didn't give up any runs, but uh, it went from bad to worse for Padres fans in the Giants up in San Francisco. Brandon Belt hit a solo homer to make the game 5-3, to three, and then back-to-back home runs, Chris Bryant went and did a, hit a solo homer as well to make the game 6-3, to three, seventh time this season the Giants have had back-to-back home runs. Chris Bryant making his uh, presence felt in that Giants clubhouse. So, not very good. All right, let's go to Joe in San Diego. Joe, you are on the Padres postgame show. Final call of the night. What's going on? Hi, how you doing, man? Good, thank you. Yeah, listen, uh, I've held back on calling for probably two, three weeks, listening in on the calls. And uh, you might not like what I say, but like Charles Barkley, sometimes he says stuff and you don't want to hear it. As long as, it's, it's, as, long as it's not a swear word or anything that we have to, we can get in trouble for, I'm okay with that. All right, listen, uh, when the Padres were rolling along early in the year, they were in very good shape. I told my friend, this team is not going to make it to the marathon of 162 games. This team is playing basically the same way they did last year, but they're a product of a 60-game schedule. He was able to utilize his bullpen, and uh, there was no spring training. Slam Diego, that's a thing of the past. Those guys were a product of a 60-game schedule, and Andy Green and Jace Taylor, like John Quintero said, they're basically the same. They're always making excuses, saying this, and trying to sugarcoat everything and say the positive. Even if they lose 7 nothing, he always comes out with a positive. But the one thing is, Andy, excuse me, Jace Tingler, he will not cut off the umbilical cord of those pitchers early in the year, and I've seen this coming. The starting pitchers, they would not – They uh, Matt Snell, the very first game, he pitched. He pitched three innings. I think he gave up one run, and he took him out of the game. Padres won the game. But he was promised, Matt Snell, when he came to the from uh, Tampa Bay, and he, they should have won the World Series against the Dodgers, that he was going to be extended. He was going to go along. 
and his confidence, I think it got shattered because he's always looking over and the bullpen's going, and a lot of those guys. And Hugh Darvis, he's a good pitcher too, but it, apparently uh, he's running out of gas when it comes to a penny race because we see what happened with the Houston Astros, albeit a World Series uh, that was so-called cheating, but the money pitchers seem to get it done regardless of that situation. Cause, uh, but I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it with this: the the pitching staff early in the year. Jace Tingler would say, "Our bullpen is so great. We're you know we're we're getting the job done. This and that." He was saying the, but I I saw it coming. The bullpen was going to run out of gas, and they have a lot of hiccups on that pitching uh, relief course. And he Bob Gibson pitched 14 innings for the Cardinals. The longer you pitch, the stronger your arm gets. But these, he 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 doesn't let these pitchers go very long. The starters and look, you see what happened to the bullpens. They're not holding leads. So I mean, you got to be disappointed because this team is winning games. They have a 13 games over 500. It's only based on because they have raw talent. Their talent is better than the Cincinnati Reds. Their talent is better than the San Francisco Giants. But they don't. They these these guys don't come through in the clutch when when the game's on the line. And another thing I want to bring up, chemistry chemistry when they brought in Fraser all-star player think about those other players like uh Kim and these other guys it's like uh they thought they're in the rotation even uh Will Myers sometimes bringing in extra guys and stuff it messes up the chemistry and stuff because they're looking over well looks like I'm not going to play today and it's kind of hard you know Grisham all these guys they're now now you got Tatis in right field it's probably better for him but the 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 way this this team has managed Andy uh, Jace Tingler is actually the one uh, that should get fired. They're trying to blame it on Rothschild, but he's the one that ultimately makes the decision who comes in the game and who doesn't. All right. Uh, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that point of view, and I wanted to make sure that you got it out there because we're not going to turn away anything, even though we don't like what you say. I didn't even think you said anything that that bad, really. I, I didn't. I thought you made some good, well-thought-out points. Um, the only thing is, is I can't fire Jace Tingler, so... I'm not going to do that yet. It's not It's not time. This year is not the year for that to happen. Give him a couple more years, and I know that people want to throw up when – some people want to throw up when they hear that, but this is not Jay Stingler's fault. This is not his fault. I, I do think that he is learning just like everyone else. So as Easy Money said, we kind of need to be a little bit more patient. That's what we need to be. I'm losing my patience, though. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. All right, that is it for the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby. Thanks for everyone who listened tonight. The Rockies beat the Padres with in walk-off fashion 6-5, to five, and it was a C.J. Crone home run to beat the, the Padres off Daniel Hudson. Trent Grisham tied up the game late in the top of the ninth inning with two outs of the three-run home run. And uh, it wasn't enough. So Padres are 67-54 and 54 on the season now. And they are uh, struggling, struggling to say the least. And by the way, Dodgers tied up the game over the Pirates. One-to-one. So I shouldn't have mentioned the score. Ever since I mentioned scores, things have gone in the south direction for Padres fans. Padres are now 10 and a half games back of the Giants. And uh, they are now, with the Reds winning tonight, they are now... I'm waiting, waiting. They're now only a game and a half up over the Reds. So things are getting tight. Things are getting a little crazy. But that is what is all about baseball. That is what baseball is all about is what I meant to say. Never mind. I I, I thought I had this great thing, and I say it, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Brandon Crawford. 
just no he did not hit a home run he hit a triple all right with that we will go we will end the Padres postgame show on 97.3 the fan appreciate everyone who tweeted me appreciate uh, all the phone callers and appreciate Thomas Andrews my guy on the board tonight keeping me company being the voice of reason in an otherwise crazy room full of Matt Scraby anger and thank you to coach John Cantera thank you to Tony Gwood Jr., Jesse Agler, Dave Marcus, Adam Klug, Kevin Callahan. Thank you to everyone who is a part of this station, and thank you to everyone who is a part of being uh, listening to the station. I need to get off the air because I'm just saying things now. So Thomas is shaking his head yes. With that, the Padres lose to the Rockies 6-5. to five. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 5 to 9 a.m., Ben and Woods, noon to 3, Coach John Katera, and then 3 to 4.30, Gwen and Chris will have lots of Padres talk for you all tomorrow. With that, I say goodnight on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For all the latest news on the Friars, stay tuned to your home of the San Diego Padres. 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.